taking those insights, we thought, okay, there's a problem here that we think we can solve in a similar way to where we solve some other problems. And if you think about our hotel franchise, franchise business, it operates in a, in a similar way. Um, you know, franchise hotels run under our brands um, to brand standards that we've that we've worked to work to define. So we looked at a similar model whereby we had a platform business, and then we work with professional property managers who deliver the experience on the ground. They're the people that are knowledgeable, that are the closest to the the product, and they deliver that experience and the guidance of the standards that we that we that we've defined. Welcome to Behind the Stays, a podcast that shares the stories behind your favorite Airbnbs, boutique hotels, and hospitality brands, and the hosts, operators, and entrepreneurs who have brought them to life. Every Tuesday and Friday, you'll meet the military veterans, the retired flight attendants, tech entrepreneurs, the school teachers, the single moms, and the real estate investors who are all, in their own unique ways, shaping the future of travel and hospitality. Discover how these visionaries from all over the world have built chic cabins in the mountains, designed bohemian bungalows on the beach, erected eclectic off-grid and nature-immersed escapes, and so much more. Behind the Stays is brought to you by Spontaneous, the internet's best destination for last-minute Airbnb deals. You can subscribe for free at Spontaneous.com. And I'm your host, Zach Cruz, co-founder and CEO of Spontaneous. All right, friends, enjoy the show. In just a moment, you'll meet Chris Stevenson, Vice President of Global Development at Marriott Homes and Villas. Chris has spent his career building new, innovative products and services across travel and hospitality. In February of 2019, Chris was a part of the founding team of Marriott Homes and Villas and in charge of thinking through how best to bring Marriott's vacation rental home product to life. In this episode, Chris and I discuss what it's like incubating a new product offering within a legacy business, why Marriott Homes and Villas has had a different business model from Airbnb since day one, how Homes and Villas has grown from a couple of thousand listings to a couple of hundred thousand listings in just the last couple of years, how Bonvoy, Marriott's loyalty program, has played a role in accelerating usage and growth of Homes and Villas, and what the product roadmap for Homes and Villas looks like in 2024 and beyond. All right, friends, without further ado, get ready to meet Chris. All right, Chris, we are live, good sir. Thanks for making the time to come on the show. How are you doing today? Very good. Thanks, Zach. Thanks very much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, well, it, it's an honor. I've been trying to to get in touch with you guys for for a while. You, you're you're a hard person to track down, Chris. You're you're a busy guy. Uh, the the Marriott uh, Homes and Villas team got you uh, got you busy, I guess, huh? You know what? It's twenty four seven, right? So uh, maybe maybe I need to make myself more available to you next time, right? So, but it's a, I'm really pleased you got a chance to connect now. Yeah, yeah, likewise. And uh, the the reason I've been trying to get in touch with you and and or someone on 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 the team is we've had the opportunity to interview awesome folks, hospitality entrepreneurs building really, really, really cool businesses uh, all around the world, quite frankly. Um, but we we haven't actually talked to anyone at at Marriott. And I, th- I, I think as you guys have, have grown and I've just seen Homes and Villas pop up more and more in, in my feed, I've seen folks who've been on this podcast ask questions about, hey, like, how do I get listed there? What does that look like? I just thought it was an appropriate time to hear from the horse's mouth, quite frankly, like what you guys are up to and uh, and and what your growth strategy is, especially as it pertains to to growth here in in the states. So again, thanks so much for taking the time to chat. And uh, I've got I've got loads of questions for you. So I hope you're ready. I hope you're ready, Chris. 
Absolutely. And I feel honored to be the first person from Mario to speak to you. So uh, yeah, thanks again. But yeah, let's <laughs> let's get into it. Well, I thought it'd be helpful to just kind of start at at the beginning. So what can you tell us about the the quote unquote like founding story of of homes and villas? Like when did conversations about jumping into the vacation rental space uh, first begin to percolate? And and was there like a, a, a moment when leadership decided like, you know, now, now is the time. And, and, and what was that moment from, from your understanding? Yeah, sure. So um, I think it's fair to say we always had a hunch that our guests were staying in both hotels and uh, vacation rentals. And when we started to look at the data, uh, 27% of our guests said they'd recently stayed in a home rental. So we were, we were pretty, pretty wild by that, um, by that number. Wow. Um, when we started to talk to those guests about why they stay in home rentals, I think it's you know the kind of things that we know already. You know, they like the extra space, the privacy. It's really good for group gatherings, um, milestone uh, celebrations. Um, and then when you talk to them about maybe what they didn't like so much about vacation rentals, there were there were two themes that came up. Uh, one was around quality. So um, being um, you know people want to feel like they're going to go to a property that's maintained well, it's been cleaned properly. Um, and you know, it's going to offer a good staying experience. Yeah. The next thing was around accuracy, um, and particularly listing accuracy. So this was everything on the extreme side of, you know, will, will the place be there when I get there? Like, is it a real listing, um, through to, you know, is the property described properly, but maybe the neighborhood hasn't been described as, as well as it could have been. Um, mm. what are the communal areas in the buildings? What are the hidden truths of the property? So accuracy was, was kind of another element. And then from our side, um, we noticed that nobody in this space was really um, present with a strong loyalty proposition, which yeah. of course with Marriott Bonvoy is something that we felt we could we could kind of bring into into this space. So I guess sort of taking those insights, we thought, okay, there's a problem here that we think we can solve in a similar way to where we solve some other problems. And if you think about our hotel franchise franchise business, it operates in a in a similar way. Um, you know, franchise hotels run under our brands. Um, to brand standards that we've that we've worked to work to define. So we looked at a similar model whereby we had a platform business and then we work with professional property managers who deliver the experience on the ground. They're the people that are knowledgeable, they're the closest to the, the product, and they deliver that experience into the guidance of the standards that we've that we've that we've defined. Yeah. Um, so that's broadly the background as to why we entered the space. In terms of um, time-ins, uh, we, 2017, we ran an incubator. It was a travel and hospitality incubator. And we had lots of companies pitch to us. One of the companies who, who pitched to us was a company um, in London called Housemaker, uh, mm. property manager, and they had operations across, across Europe. So we decided to run a pilot with Housemaker. I was lucky enough to be part of, um, of, of that process and then, the, and then the pilot. And we ran a pilot in four European cities, the thinking being, you know, if we can crack Europe with this, given it's sometimes slightly harder to get the standards that you need when the buildings are older, they're in like yeah. historical parts of city centers. So we, we ran the pilot in those four European cities. And then uh, we took the results to um, Marriott's leadership team at the back end of 2018. They were really impressed with with what we learned and what we found and, and the potential opportunity. And then in 2019, we rebranded the pilot because it was under a brand called Tribute Portfolio. And then we relaunched with um, Homes and Villas by Marriott. Wow, amazing. Okay, I, I really appreciate that that history. Uh, a quick follow up there, just just for for the clarification. 
So you guys, as it, as the product stands right now, you go and you partner specifically with professional operators, as opposed to like an Airbnb, right, where anyone can Airbnb their bedroom, their home, their vacation rental out. You guys strategically go and find professional operators, discern whether or not they're a good fit for for homes and villas, and then bring them into the portfolio, assuming that they are. Is that is that more or less how it works? Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, we kind of figured to solve the two problems of quality and accuracy, you need to do that by working with pro- professional property property management companies. Yeah. And we have two aspects to due diligence. So one is, you know, selecting the property management companies to make sure that they're a good fit for us and, you know, they adhere to all the regulations in the market, that taxes are collected and remitted properly, all that sort of stuff. And then the second part is working with them on their individual properties. So it's not like we work with a property manager and then all of the properties in that portfolio, we then sort of create a, a subset of properties that we that we then work with. Got it. Got it. Okay. That's that's amazing. So I, I want to hear a little bit about your background because I know that you've you've I was stalking you on LinkedIn, right? And you've done <laughs> some really, really cool things. So you uh you have a background in designing and developing new products and services. Uh, really that focus on enhancing guest experiences. Uh, and you are you were working as the senior director of Homes and Villas from the initiative's launch from, again, from my LinkedIn stalking. It seems like you've been there from from the beginning. So right. I'd, lo- I'd love to see, uh, really hear a, a little bit more about how you, and you, you've touched on this a little bit already, but as you guys assess the landscape, right? Obviously, Airbnb sort of being the the major operator. I, I know that Plum Guide is is quite popular too in um in 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 Europe, and I, I've used Plum Guide myself when I've when I've traveled to Europe. Right, it's it's a great platform. So as you guys assessed sort of the the current landscape beyond working directly with professional property managers and operators, were, were there other opportunities that you thought that being Marriott, that that you guys could provide that these other uh, you know, OTAs uh, couldn't, and and if so, what what were those? Yeah, sure. No, good good question. So, um, to answer the first part, yeah, I've always been in, in brand, product, um, innovation, um, and it's kind of interesting because my whole career I've worked for different companies from uh, retailers to airlines, and then joined Marriott um, right about nine years ago, and. Um, always worked in that innovation space. And this is the first time that I've worked on a concept and then thought, actually, I want to move from innovation into helping to establish and run the business. So, wow. because normally in innovation, right, you sort of, you develop something and then you throw the ball over the fence and somebody delivers it. And sometimes it might work out and sometimes, you know, it might not, but you're kind of out of control at that point. You've developed the concept. And yeah. this is something I felt really sort of interested and, and passionate about. But actually, I want to move from innovation side of the business and help get this business to to scale so um that's kind of the, the first part of the question and the second part um that you ask i think it, it really just got back to those things that we talked about before so you know on the quality side i think there's just so much choice out there yeah uh, a lot of platforms are offering a lot of choice it's sometimes difficult to work out actually whether it's a vacation rental whether it's a better breakfast is it a room in a hotel and you know, platforms are starting to get better at like filtering. Um, that's yeah. sort of clearer to see, but it's sometimes a little bit difficult to work out. So we really wanted to be able to surface the best product in a created um, uh, portfolio to our guests. So rather than have them do all the hard work, we wanted to do that for them and say, hey, these are the homes in Paris or Rome or wherever it is that we think is going to meet um, your um, your expectations um, the, the best. Um, yeah. On the... Um, uh, the accuracy side, again, 
working with professional property managers is a key differentiator. There are relatively few, few platforms that solely work with um, professional property managers. A lot of them have a mix. Um, you know, you mentioned a couple of the channels already and, and, and both of the ones that you, that you mentioned use, use a mix of both. So we really wanted to differentiate by working with professional property managers. Um, and then, and then the third part, you know, um, Bonvoy really does help yeah. us. So I think 96% of people who stay with us are married at Bonvoy. So we're hugely wow. attractive to, to our Bonvoy base. Um, there are about 180 million Bonvoy members worldwide. So it's a, it's a huge loyalty program. And what they really value is the ability to earn points and elite nights and elite nights are those things that get you up the, the Bonvoy loyalty status, um, points, the, the currency. So you can earn those and you can redeem those in homes and dollars. And it's fully flexible with the rest of the portfolio. So you could have somebody who, you know, travels as a consultant, stays in a courtyard or a married hotel, like all the other long, and then they redeem those points for a homes and villas stay, um, yeah. or a Ritz Carlton experience, and vice versa. Some people earn, earn points on home rentals and then use them at stay in our hotels. Yeah, yeah, no, and, and I think that that's what's been most intriguing to to me. And quite frankly, uh, as a traveler myself, I I am a Bonvoy member. Um, oh, so and, and so and and, and it, it it is one of those things where it's like it's it's annoyed me for years. My wife and I, uh, our listeners will be tired of me saying this, but my wife and I uh, lived lived quote unquote on Airbnb for a year and a half. We just hopped to like new places that we booked through Airbnb during COVID. It was like a great experience. Blah blah blah. Anyways. What, what was so annoying about that whole experience was that we weren't earning any like points, right? It's like, <laughs> hey, we're, we're lit. We literally stayed in close to 100 different Airbnbs during that time. And it, we didn't get anything for it, right? And, and, and for I've been, I, I, you know, everyone who works in, in the short term rental industry has been wondering, like, why is it so hard? Or why hasn't Airbnb spun up a loyalty program of some sorts? Maybe that's in the pipeline. I don't know, I, but I think ultimately what it comes down to, or one of one of the big factors that it comes down to, is is the standardization, right? And and, and when you when you can't deliver a consistent and quality product, right, it it becomes harder to earn obviously traveler and and consumer trust, which then has a direct correlation to how loyal they are to 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 the platform, right? So you guys are you guys have this benefit of leveraging loyalty in an in the hotel space people have great affinity for marriott and now you're bringing you're, you're allowing them to redeem points for their family beach week in september right and, and i think that 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 model's just i mean it, it's it's fascinating in some ways it's it's a no-brainer um my question for you is has that has that been a has that been a huge like i guess what am i what i want to ask i want to ask has that acquired, have you guys acquired more, like a significant number of new Bonvoy members because of the launch of Homes and Villas? Or is it really just, hey, people have been Bonvoy members for years and now they just have another way to to redeem their points? Yeah, sure. So um, first thing, you know, I think uh, we've got a lot in common. I'm a massive points person as well. I'm all about the airline <laughs> miles, you know, I make sure I, you know, spend my credit cards in the right way and get the points <laughs> and do my status matches on the airlines and all that sort of stuff. So um, I'm in a similar spot to you in terms of, you know, points and prizes. And, and, and I, and I love that. Um, and I love the gamification of it as well, actually. I sort of find it really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so, space at, a, at a kind of at a um, personal level. Um, I think, um, you know, Bonvoy, um, as I mentioned before, is, is, is critical to the success of the overall program with 96% of people already being in Bonvoy, we yeah. do have an opportunity to acquire more people into Bonvoy. 
um, for sure, and that and that does happen. But actually, more um, our key measure is we look at um, share of wallet, um, and are we gaining share of wallet in the vacation mm. um, uh, rental space? So we want to make sure that effectively we're just gaining an extra share from uh, the other channel competitors that are, that are out there, um, and we're absolutely kind of achieving that. So that's our kind of number one, um, you know, um, focus really is you know are we are we offering more choice to guests? To make Bonvoy stronger, to make sure they're staying within the portfolio more, and we're increasing share of wallet, um, and that's really what we're what we're all about. I was at an industry networking event recently with some incredible hospitality entrepreneurs, and there was one topic of conversation that everyone was chatting about. Can you guess what it was? Keep in mind, this was an event with some of the most incredible folks building unique stays, micro resorts, and other unforgettable Airbnbs. So these folks knew what they were doing. These weren't like industry newbies. Any guesses? Can you guess what the hottest topic of conversation was? Well, if you guessed cleaning, you'd be right. You see, it doesn't matter if your average nightly rate is $100 or $1,000, if it's your guest room or the world's most unique treehouse. If the stay isn't clean, your guests aren't going to be happy. And finding the right cleaning team, especially these days, is really tough. But my new friends at Turno help make it easier. Turno is the smartest way to schedule, pay, and find vacation rental cleaners. Think of Turno as an Uber or TaskRabbit for STR hosts. Simply create an account, describe your listing's cleaning needs, and Turno will match you with cleaners near you. And get this, each cleaner's profile is complete with ratings and reviews from other STR hosts, so you know what you're getting into and who you're going to be working with ahead of time, rather than crossing your fingers and praying that your new cleaner meets your expectations. And you can store all of the cleaning preferences that you have in your account that is associated with each of your listings. This ensures a quality cleaning every time. Turno's auto scheduling feature syncs to your rental calendar and automatically generates cleaning projects associated with guest check-in and check-out dates to be shared with cleaners. After the cleaning, Turno can auto process payments for you. How cool is that? So no more like Venmoing people over, you know, your iPhone. <laughs> and it gets even better, friends. Turno offers a simple, affordable pricing for STR hosts of any size. Single property accounts and marketplace users get access to all the platform's tools and features for free. And they make working with your existing teams easy too, with plans as low as just $6 per property per month. There's so much to Turno, so I want you to take just five minutes to explore their offering further at turno.com forward slash behind the stays. And the team there is offering behind the stays listeners a $150 Amazon gift card after you complete your first turnover before March 31st of 2024. So don't sleep on this, folks. Go to turno.com forward slash behind the stays to learn more. Do you guys think about and I'm sure these conversations have happened internally and maybe maybe something like this has already exists and I'm just not aware of it. But in the same way that, you know, Marriott is a portfolio of brands, right? And you've got your luxury brands, you've got your your uh, kind of more affordable like business brands. Um, and do you guys think about translating that into homes and villas? Like Airbnb had Airbnb Plus and Airbnb Lux for a while. I think that those have those products uh, have sort of been sunsetted or those portfolios have been at, at least put on the, the back burner. How, how do you guys think about differentiation from a brand perspective? Are, are, do, you, do you imagine a world in which Homes and Villas has a series of brands like, you know, Marriott Hotels does? Sure. So, um, so the space that we play in, so in the, in the hotel side, we, we, um, 
broadly have three categories of brand. We have the select service brands um, like Courtyard and AC Hotels and Moxie. Um, and then we have the premium brands like Marriott and Sheraton and, and Western and Limeridian. And then moving into luxury, um, we have Ritz Carlton, Editions, St. Regis, um, all, the, all those kind of brands. Yeah. And what we're trying to do on the home rental side is mirror the premium and luxury element. So we, we're not playing in the select service space for home rentals. We're, we're playing in that kind of premium and, and, and luxury space. So that's really the space that we want um, that we want to play in. What our current position right now is: okay, we've selected premium and luxury property uh, properties. We've created them to make sure they meet our standards, and we put them on our on our platform. Guests are then searching for something specific, right? Like, yeah. you know, by default, if you want like an eight bedroom villa in Mykonos, it's going to be luxury product, right? You know, yeah, that's yeah. kind of what's available in that market. So it's kind of self-selecting to a degree, but I do think there's an opportunity for us to um, better service, surface, particularly the, the the luxury homes on the site. And, you know, how do you sort of like tag and flag those and, and kind of surface them to the customer? Um, we just started um, a new approach on the side of building collections. And those collections could be, you know, one collection is Ecolux, for example, so kind of yeah. uh, eco-friendly luxury product. So I think um, collections is our start to help us kind of better surface the right kind of product in the right kind of way. But there's always more we can we can do that. Yeah, no, I am fascinating to see how this how this evolves because when I think about when I think about Marriott, I think about you guys just being incredible brand people, right? And and thinking about how like one one of the hard things about about an Airbnb. It, it, or how the platform exists today is being able to kind of you can't sort by by brand category right like the, it, there's no there's no way of being like hey i only want you can, you can search by price and and that can be an indicator but if you search just by price you might get a you know a huge cabin that's two thousand dollars a night sleeps 20 people but that's not really what you're looking for right like you're looking for a luxe couples getaway and so when yeah. I think about you guys in, in the Homes and Villas product, I've, I've been wondering, like, will, are we going to see kind of like the, the, the Ritz-Carlton version, right, of, of a collection of, of vacation rentals as opposed to, you know, uh, uh, you know um, uh, another JW Marriott sort of like collection? And, and will that differentiation wind up happening? And I've been curious to see how you guys will, will roll that out. And it sounds like you guys are thinking about this already, uh, which is not surprising. And it'll be interesting to see how this, how this develops. Yeah, no, for sure. But you raise very good points around sort of how you surface like different different levels and tiers of product within a, within a single platform. Um, definitely something that we're continually sort of thinking through and, and figuring out how we can kind of do better um, and better serve the customer that way. When you guys think about partnering with a property manager, what are what are some of the qualifications that you're looking for? Like, is there a minimum size of a portfolio that you want? Is there you know a minimum um, amount of like brand recognition? Like for folks who might be listening to to this podcast, uh, help, help give us a little bit of, and they might be a professional operator themselves, help give us a little bit of sense of, of the criteria that you guys use to evaluate a partnership. Yeah, sure. So we have kind of a range um, of, of, of different sizes of property management companies we'd work with, depending on the market. So effectively, what we look at is how well does a home convert in a particular market? So if we get really high conversion rates, we take a lower number of, of homes from a particular property manager, right? So in a really highly converted market, you might say, okay, well, 15, 20 homes kind of works for us. And a market that doesn't convert as well. So for example, it could be a highly seasonal island, for example, yeah. right? It, it only has like a three month kind of booking window, doesn't convert as well year round. But likely, okay, for, for us to be worthwhile for us to enter that market and for the property managers we work with, 
then we'd want to have a minimum of like 50 homes, right? So yeah. that sort of minimum really um, reflexes dependent on, 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 the, on the market. Um, in terms of the, the property managers, we're looking for well-run businesses that really care about hospitality and they understand what hospitality is. Um, they also have the infrastructure in place to be able to kind of deliver against that. So whether it's, you know, the tools to um, manage their reservations, a customer contact, housekeeping, there's some real practicalities around, um, I mentioned before, regulatory compliance is very important to us. I've been able to demonstrate that you comply with all the rules and regulations in, in the market. Um, tax compliance, and then, and then making sure the companies are in really good um, financial standing as well. We want to work with, yeah. with, solid, with solid companies. Yeah, yeah. Do you guys, um, when, when you're when you're kind of assessing these these property managers, are are you when you when you take on a few of the the properties that are a part of their portfolio, are they fully then branded as homes and villas, like to the guest, right? Is is the brand of the property manager present at all as part of that listing, or or does Marriott like inherit the the quote unquote like host profile? Yeah, no, that makes sense. So when the guest books through our site, um, you do not know who the property manager is, but after you've yeah. made your reservation, we then introduce the guest to the property manager. Um, and then they can have a conversation to help, you know, with pre-arrival planning, making sure everything's kind of right, making sure that, you know, before the cancellation window that the guest is aware of everything that they might need to know about the property. You know, they could say to the property manager, hey, just to let you know, I'm bringing my elderly mother pool looks beautiful is accessible to an elderly person ask all yeah. those questions directly you know um so we um so we make sure that that connection that connection happens um and we you know we're very clear around uh, which property manager is delivering the experience when it comes to the in-stay element so the homes are not exclusive to my red bonvoy so they could be booked on a different channel on a different night so yeah. we're always looking at ways to you know how do you brand the in-stay experience make it easy for the property manager um but um, acknowledge the fact that it could be booked by a different channel the next night. So you, you don't want to sort of put all these standards around like, hey, we want branded X, Y, and Z in the property, and that has to be put in for a specific stay. We've tried some things like that before, and it's just not practical for the property manager to execute. So we yeah. really want to differentiate in the booking experience, the loyalty aspect, um, and also the level of support we offer if something does go wrong, right? You know, all the homes are backed by us. So we're here if anything, um, if anything does happen or the guest is not getting the response that they, that they do want. In, in terms of loyalty too, how is, how is data shared? Like between the property manager, if, if I come and I book a home on Marriott's home, homes and villas and, and then I'm introduced to the property manager, right? I'm introduced to Chris and I see his company's logo after I book through you all, like, does does Chris then get my name and email address and phone number? And is he able to sort of like remarket to me later? Is that data locked up in, in Homes at the Villas? Like how, how do you guys navigate that? Yeah, sure. So the way that it works is when we um, when we receive the reservation, um, the guest gets a booking confirmation. They then get another email um, to in, for the property manager to introduce themselves. And they'll say, um, you know, hey, um, hey, Zach, uh, we're here on the ground in Paris for you. We're going to look after you um, as part of your Homes and Villas experience. Um, and then, um, you know, just like most of the rest of the industry, you know, we pass the key information that's needed to yeah. deliver the reservation. So mainly, you know, names, phone number, um, and, um, and, and we also tell the property the, um, the Bonvoy status because we, we really want to, um, elevate the experience as much as possible for our higher tier, um, Bonvoy members. And, and on that note, so if, if, you know, you've got a higher tier Bonvoy member staying at, at a, at a property, 
is there an incentive to the property manager to then, you know, leave uh, an extra bottle of wine or, you know, a, a you know, a, a custom fruit basket or like, how, how do you guys navigate? How do you ensure, I guess, that, that, that it happens? Yeah. So we, um, so we don't make any, um, customer guarantees around kind of, um, you know, amenities that are delivered as part of Bonvoy status. So we leave it to the property manager. Um, but what I would say is they're incented through, um, our customer scores. So we're really, um, obsessed with, making sure that we continually drive and improve um, customer satisfaction scores. And we share all of those with each property manager. So, um, you know, they know it's in their interest to deliver the best experience possible to that Titanium member or to an ambassador guest. And we work with some fantastic property managers that really do all they can to elevate the experience when they can. Yeah, yeah. Now, it's it's really interesting because, I mean, this I think that this is where the model gets you know, is, is very different than, than the Airbnb model as a professional operator, right? Is all that data is obviously tied up in, in, in Airbnb. Unless somebody books with you directly, you're not getting their contact information. They're not, they're not interacting with your brand as a property manager at all. And it sounds like you guys might be, again, the, the doorway, right? But once, once the guest walks through that door, there's opportunity for the property manager to, to introduce themselves and their brand and their uniqueness to, to the guest, which is, which is really, you know, something I, I quite frankly, it's, it's, it's the biggest gripe that the professional host, right? The professional operators have had with OTAs is, is that, you know, Hey, this is our business. We want to introduce This is why the whole like book direct movement is like a thing right now. Right? So it's really interesting to see you guys as, as sort of like this, this third way, like this, 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 this middle ground, so to speak. Yeah. I mean, we just, we just, we, we appreciate that, you know, the, the, the property managers are the professionals like, you know, on the ground, right. You know, yeah. they, they know the homes, they know the experience, they, know when to contact the guest and, and ask them if they need transport from the airport or if they need a crib in the property. Um, so by enabling that communication between um, the property manager and allowing them to kind of come forward and, as you say, kind of showcase their brand and what they can offer, um, we, we've, we found it sort of one of the, the best the best model for us to kind of work with in this, in this space. I want to go back to loyalty real quickly here. Why, why do you think, Chris, just given you're entrepreneurial, you're, you're an innovator, like you're a product guy, like why hasn't Airbnb launched a loyalty program? I don't know. Like, I mean, I, I I wouldn't necessarily want to comment, but I'm just sure they have lots of, like any business, right? And, and every yeah. business that, that I've um, uh, ever worked in um, has a lot of competing priorities. You know, we have yeah. a lot of competing priorities. There's a lot of things that we want to do. There's a lot of things that we can do and we can't do. And sometimes you've got to cut your, your cloth to, to, to fit, right? Um, so yeah, I guess just everybody's, you know, trying to balance like priorities and kind of what's more most important to each business at a particular kind of point in time. Yeah. Is loyalty harder than people think it is? Because like, uh, you know, we'll, we'll have conversations with folks on all the time who come on this podcast and they've built, you know, incredible landscape like hotels. They've got, you know, 20 to 30 luxury like tree houses that they've built in like the Texas Hill Country, right? Or, you know, uh, gorgeous, you know, uh, homes, like houseboats, like Lux houseboats on on the water, right? And, and they, they've built up these really, really cool brands. And, and now they're all trying to figure out like, Hey, what is what does loyalty look like when you've got five or ten or you know even even a hundred sort of like similar experiences, but they're they're all different businesses and they're they're all over the world or all over the country. Is building like a loyalty program just a lot harder than like the average person might might think it is? Because at face value, it's like oh yeah, well just figure out like you know how many points each night's worth and. You know, Zach can go and stay at the Treehouse Resort as many times as he wants, and every time he stays, he gets five points. Like it seems relatively simple 
at face value, but I'm sure it's a lot more complex than that. Yeah, I think, you know, I think sort of a, you know, a base level loyalty program, you know, I go get my beard trimmed and I get a stamp when I get it trimmed and I think every 10 stamps, you know, I get a free beard trim, right? Um, so like yeah. <laughs> at, a base, at a base level, no, but if you want to develop um, a really all-encompassing um, loyalty program that means things to people and they feel like they're getting true value from it, yeah, it is difficult because if you think about Mario Bumbo, you know, we're linked, um, you know, we have airline partnerships. So we recently um, launched a partnership with Singapore Airlines where we match up to a certain status level and then and then kind of fast track um, guests through the Singapore Airlines um, status level. We have partnerships with United, with yeah. Uber, so you can earn Bonvoy points on kind of Uber journeys and having groceries delivered to your home or to a vacation rental property. So if you think about, you know, and then and then you have the the hotel distribution behind it, homes and villas. We have um, a tours and activities business, a yacht business. So if you think about everything that goes into making Bonvoy at a high level a really compelling um, travel program, there's a huge amount that kind of that, that goes into that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure that there is. And I, I remember just hearing a little bit of like how how, how the launch of Bonvoy, right, uh, to, to begin with was this just massive, massive beast. And it's, I mean, again, as a traveler, it is so it is so amazing to me. And I, I stay at a number of, uh, of different levels of, of Marriott hotels, depending on like where I'm going and, and when I'm going and who I'm going with and whether it's a business trip or not, right? And, and it's, it's amazing to me how seamless like the experience really is like I can do everything from the app it's just it and yet these are all most of them are individually owned uh, and operated places like at all different levels at all different you know places around the world and I, I just I, I'm just impressed I, I guess I, I would say with with how how seamless how frictionless the 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 loyalty process the rewards process is is through Marriott which is not something I can say for for lots of other people, so oh, <laughs> I'm pleased you're having a good experience. Thank you. We'll see each other in one of the hotels or home rentals at some point, right? You seem to travel a lot, so I'm sure we, we could bump into each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we might, we might. Last minute cancellations suck, and that's why we built Ping. Ping makes it easy for guests to be notified when their favorite Airbnbs become available. Ping is a simple widget that lives on your website or your direct booking site and allows your fans and followers to sign up and be notified if their preferred dates become available. Here's how it works. Jimmy sees that you're booked the whole month of October, but he wants to be notified if any three-night window in the month becomes available. Jen is a returning guest and she wants to be notified if any week in June, July, or August becomes available. In a matter of seconds, Jimmy and Jen fill out the simple form and they will be pinged if the requested dates become available. And as a host, you will immediately get pinged via email with Jimmy and Jen's contact information and requested dates, which enables you to build up your own database of guest email addresses. Ping is what the best Airbnb hosts use to maximize bookings. You can get access to our beta pricing with plans that start at just $39 a year at bnbping.com. Again, that's bnbping.com. I have a couple of final questions for you, Chris. One is just around like the product roadmap, right? So as you as you guys look out over the next, you know, 2024, we're in 2024 here, throughout the rest of this year into next year, like where is homes and villas focused in terms of growth, whether it's category growth, whether it's location growth and expansion? What What's kind of top of mind for you guys? Yeah, sure. So from a supply side, um, you know, um, 
Mr. Marriott like has a has a saying, um, and he just wants more, right? So whether it's more brands, <laughs> uh, more loyalty members, uh, more propositions, so you know, more is something that's kind of really um, important to us. And we're looking at where our Bonboy travelers want to travel. We use a lot of data, so obviously we can see um, where guests are searching on Marriott.com, where they're searching on our site. We use a lot of um, third-party home rental data to kind of append to that to get to a good match between well, where the kind of supply and demand um, opportunities. So. You'll see us um, continue to grow in um, in new markets and bring on kind of new new countries, new new territories, and uh, um, new destinations that are new to um, Marriott Bonvoy. And then you'll see us kind of build depth in key markets. So there are some markets that you you know it feels like you could not have enough home inventory in, right? You know it's um, yeah. you know the, the the kind of key markets um, really popular with leisure travelers. Um, and we'll continue to add depth in those inventories. So um, I think you'll see, um, you know, a good amount of growth. We, we've grown from um, 2,000 homes to about 140,000 um, as of wow. kind of the beginning of the year. And I think you'll Jeez. see kind of continued continued growth. And, you know, um, 140,000 is still a relatively, you know, modest number, but yeah. it's actually difficult to grow that number with the quality standards that we have, the fact that we only work with professional property managers and we go through this, robust process with each one of them. But I think you'll see um, a good amount of growth um, uh, coming up. When you guys think about other other partnerships, um, so when you think about a brand, I don't, I don't know how familiar you are with like Wander, for instance. Are, are you familiar with the Wander folks no, at all? No, I'm not, no, no. Okay. They're, they're building this incredible brand of wonderful, wonderful vacation rentals. They're trying to like verticalize oh, the whole yes. STR space. Uh, John Andrian Wessel, who's the founder there, he's been on the show. We've talked to lots of their team members. They're, they're, they're building a really, really cool product. Anyways, when I think about like a Wander home and I just was talking on, with somebody on the podcast recently who just joined like the Wander network. And when I think about like their product, right, it, it sort of aligns with a lot of the things that, that you have said that Homes and Villas uh, aspires to, right? Uh, anyways, when you guys think about partnerships, like do you imagine a world in which you partner with like the Wanders of the world or, or like summer, they're doing something a little bit different, but like, are, are you also looking at partnerships with other you know, companies who, who might be trying to verticalize themselves, right? Um, but might have supply that that is conducive to to homes and villas, like as opposed to a professional operator. I guess my question is, are there other partnership opportunities that you see that might make sense for homes and villas? Yeah, I mean, I think what's important to us is um, firstly that we're complementing the hotel business. So we're kind yeah. of offering more and more complementing the hotel business um, that are um our standards are kind of maintained and that we work with, you know, professional companies that are, that are well run. Um, you know, I, I don't know, um, detail offhand around the companies that you kind of mentioned, but for sure, like companies that meet those kind of those, those three broad criteria that I talked about, um, you know, really interested in kind of exploring more and, and seeing where conversations go. Yeah. 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 No, it's, it's exciting. I think, I think there's, there's huge opportunity for you guys. Um, I, I want to hear as we wrap here a little bit about like, some advice or opportunity that you see for a young entrepreneur who loves hospitality, who's interested in in all the things that we're talking about today. Where where do you see from from your vantage point, like the biggest opportunity or a big opportunity to to build a great business in in the industry right now? Yeah, sure. So I still think um, there are a lot of markets that have um, high demand and not enough good quality supply. Um, and demand is forecasted to kind of increase, right? So um, I'd be looking for 
those kind of markets, where are the big infrastructure projects and investments? So, for example, um, you know, the, the main train down the Yucatan Peninsula of Mexico um, recently opened. Uh, they opened the cross-country train from kind of east to west Mexico. I'm sure that will open up lots of destinations to, and in places that people couldn't necessarily get to easily before. Um, so I'd be looking at, you know, I think the Mexican, I can't remember the exact number, but the Mexican Tourism Authority have predicted a crazy amount of growth um, for Mexico wow. over, the next, over the next five years. So I'd be looking at those kind of infrastructure, infrastructure projects, um, the data, trying to find those gaps between kind of supply and demand. And I think there are lots of them as you kind of look look around the world. So um, lots of underserved markets. Um, Lots of market in markets in Asia that are still uh, developing and kind of professionalizing. So there's lots of opportunities there. Um, and then the other one for me is is on um, you know sustainable practices. You know, so whether it's um, sustainable homes, um, sustainable operations, um, the in-stay experience, making it as sustainable as possible. I still think um, you know the the vacation rental industry has made some headway there. But we'd love to see more so we can start to feature more of that product. So we know it's become more and more um, important to guests and we just want to feature that product to them. And I think there's a supply opportunity um, on, the, on the sustainability side. Yeah, yeah. Uh, great, great ideas. And, and to your point around finding markets where there is demand and just not enough premium product, right? Like it's shocking to me. Right. Even even in like major, major vacation destinations, when you go and you scroll through an Airbnb or you scroll through, you know, a, a Verbo or whatever it is, and, and you're looking and the prices that people are charging for the for the for the quality of the product is just jarring. Now, a lot of these places like have regulation and it's, it's difficult to get into. And, you know, all that is true. There's a lot of red tape. But I think if, if, if you're a hungry young entrepreneur, to, to your point, Chris, finding a way to create a truly premium product in a popular destination, uh, you'd be shocked at how how few, uh, uh, or I should say, how many opportunities there there really are there. I, I agree. And, you know, and I think like innovation doesn't always have to be breakthrough, right? You know, sometimes you just yeah. want to do something slightly better than the other person, right? Um, you know, there are, there are lots of businesses that you, that you can kind of look at, like, you know, whether it's the vacation rental sector or beyond. And so actually, like, just moving that on a little bit, could be enough yeah. to kind of put me ahead, right? So it doesn't always have to be breakthrough. I think this kind of notion of incre incremental innovation is, is just as important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So well said. Well, Chris, if there's somebody listening to this podcast today that thinks that their portfolio might be of interest to uh, homes and villas and might align with what they've heard you share today about your product roadmap, what's the best way for for them to get in touch? Do you guys have some inquiry form on, on a website folks can can go to or where, where should people go if they're if they want to be considered and or evaluated for for homes and villas? Yeah, sure. So the best thing to do is to go to our website, um, homesandvillasbymarriott.com. And then there is a section on there for property managers. Um, you can click that link. There's a few questions around um, your business, portfolio size, locations. Um, and then that um, then gets routed to one of the teams around the world. We have a um, development team that spans sort of um, mid-US all the way through to Australia. Um, so it gets, uh, gets kind of routed to, um, to the right person. And then um, we'll take a look at it. And then we always get back to everybody, you know, kind of either, either way. Um, yeah, it's as straightforward as that. Wonderful. Well, I'll go ahead and, and find that link for you folks. So if you're listening to this and you think you have a portfolio that might make sense for homes and villas, go ahead and just scroll on down to the show notes and you can click that link and fill out that inquiry form. I'll also have links to uh, Homes and Villas website just generally too if you want to go check out uh, their offerings or if you're a traveler listening to this and you want to go stay at Homes and Villas, uh, we'll have links 
for you as well. But Chris, thank you so much for your time, man. It's been a it's been a real privilege to have you on and really appreciate you making the time in your very busy schedule to share a little bit about yourself and uh, the, the vision for Homes and Villas. No worries. Same to you, Zach. It's been an absolute pleasure. So thanks for, uh, thanks for having me on. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Behind the Stays. I'd love to know what you thought of the episode. Feel free to shoot me an email directly at Zach, that's Z-A-C-H, at spontaneous.com, or find me on X, formerly Twitter, at ZBoozy, that's Z-B-O-O-Z-E-E, or on LinkedIn at Zach Cruz. If this is your first time tuning in, it's a pleasure to have you, and we hope to have you back again soon. If you've been a listener for a while, though, I'd greatly appreciate if you could subscribe and then leave us a rating and review of the show wherever you are currently streaming this podcast. Last but certainly not least, Spontaneous and Behind the Stays are totally bootstrapped, and my ability to bring you these stories is only possible because of our incredible advertising partners. We're very much a startup show, and while our growth rate is amazing, thanks to all you who keep tuning in and sharing our show with your friends and family, we haven't quote-unquote made it yet. So if you could do me a huge favor and go and check out the sponsor for today's episode in the show notes below, I would greatly appreciate it. Even if their offering doesn't make sense for you right now, sending them a quick message on social or an email, just saying that you're listening to the show and you appreciate their support would be incredibly amazing. All right, friends, thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your day and we will see you on the next episode of Behind the Stays.